Hello, and welcome to Between the Stacks, a podcast created and produced by the Odell Public Library. I'm Emily Lenore. Hi, I'm Krista Mapes. Hi, everyone. I'm Gillian Larson. On this episode of Between the Stacks, we celebrate National Library Week by looking at the history of Odell and interviewing Morrison School librarian Jennifer Stevenson, plus our segments Tech Talk and Ask a Librarian. But first, some announcements. Library Cards for Kids is still going on. If you have any questions about this or would like to apply for a card, please give us a call or email us. We have some updates on the AARP Tax Preparation Service. Please call Odell with the following information to be placed on the AARP Tax Preparation List. Your name, your first and last, your phone number, and city of residence. An AARP representative will then call you to schedule an appointment or discuss options. Please be patient as this is a particularly busy tax season. Also, the tax season has extended to May 17th, however. AARP will be stopping its services April 16th. The Odell Public Library friends have generously sponsored 25 tickets to the following virtual fireside chats. The first event is with author John Sanford on April 14th at 7 p.m., and the second event is with author Alex Kotlowitz May 6th at 7 p.m. Registration is required for this ticketed virtual event Reserve your place by completing the Google form found in the description of this episode. Patrons are welcome to suggest questions for the author up to 10 days in advance by emailing ask.odell.library at gmail.com. Community picks. We'd love to hear about what you're reading, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Fill out the Google form to submit a book review, which is linked in the description of this episode. We'll post reviews on our bulletin board at Odell and may even feature a review or two in the future Between the Stacks episode, with your permission, of course. We have an announcement for kids and family about virtual story time. It takes place each Wednesday evening from 7 to 7.30 p.m. on Facebook Live. Snuggle up with your young people and enjoy themed stories, songs, and rhymes with Miss Katie each week. Storytime videos remain posted online for two weeks, so watch anytime. Discovery book packs make checkout a breeze for families on the go. Each pack includes five to seven books, early literacy tips and activities, and a non-electronic toy. Available topics include bedtime, things that go, colors, cats, dogs, ABCs, and construction, with many more on the way. Odell has changed. A change of hours. We have combined our curbside and appointment hours together, so now our hours is as follows. Monday for by appointment and curbside from 10 till 2. Tuesday and Thursday by appointment and curbside 10 till 6. On Wednesday, curbside only from 5 to 7. And then on Saturday, by appointment and curbside from 10 to 2. So we want to carve out some time this episode to talk about the March book order again. Uh, book wizard Krista over here has some March books to talk about that she's processed and some information about books. What information can you provide to people who are interested in the March book order? Okay. I'm just going to go over a few titles that I think people might be interested in. Okay. So, a few books that we've got coming on the March book order. We've got Dark Sky by C.J. Box coming in. Win by Harlan Coben 
Fast Ice by Clive Kessler. All three of those books have been adopted by some generous patrons of Odell. We've also got... Yay! Oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> hang on. There's the applause button. Oh, yeah. Of Women and Salt by Gabriela Garcia. And I've got a tiny little blurb for that one. A sweeping, masterful debut about a daughter's fateful choice, a mother motivated by her own past, and a family legacy that begins in Cuba before either of them were born. We've got a book entitled Life After Death by Sister Solja, Forget Me Not by Alexandra Olivia, also the book The Lost Apothecary by Sarah Penner, and I believe Miss Emily has that book checked out right now. Yes. <laughs> Just there's, yes. There's also a book called The Other Emily, which every time oh, I yeah. see it I laugh because... By Dean Koontz, it's here on the shelf. Yeah. Mm-hmm brand new. We've also got a book by Stephen King entitled Later. James Patterson has a total of three books coming out this month. Two, Count them. Three. three. Three books. Two of them are for adult fiction and one is for junior. I have nothing to say. And by the way, The Palm Beach Murders, I, I took a quick look at it and it's, if I, if I, looked at it correctly it's three of his books that he has already published just put into one book so <laughs> that is so okay that's so it's okay whatever it's possible you have already read some of the books in this one book but other than that we've also have the rose code by kate quinn the lost village by Camilla Stein. Also, The Consequences of Fear by Jacqueline Winspear. We've also got Something's Wrong, A Bare Hair and Some Underwear by Jory John. That one was also adopted. You're, so. oh, oh, who adopted that one? Anonymous Donation. You just seem really excited about it is all. Is that a children's book? It's a children's book. Okay, I was like, that's an interesting adult book title. No, (laughs) that's a children's book. You can adopt children's books as well. We did have another children's book that was adopted called Big Feelings, and that one was adopted by one of our co-workers, Lisa, for her grandkid. Oh, yeah, because it was a birthday, birthday gift. Yeah. yeah. That book is really cute. It's all about celebrating diversity and feelings and everything. It's really cute. And then some other kids' books that I think our kiddos might enjoy would be Book 14 of The Wings and Fire, The Dangerous Gift Ooh. by 2T Sutherland. And also, this one looks really interesting to me. It's entitled... Houdini and Me by Dan, Dan Gutman. Yes, by Dan Gutman. <laughs> I have a signed book by him. Really? Oh, what yes. book? Hannes and Me. It's one of the baseball card adventures. <gasps> That's yeah. really cool. Well, this book looked really interesting. I saw it and I read the blurb for it and I'm like, <gasps> ooh. He writes a lot of good children's books. So, yeah. You guys should check it out. Thank you, Krista. So to place holds, a call us or go to search.prairiecat.info. Lions Club Recycle Day. The Morrison Lions Club is hosting a Recycle Day 
on Saturday, April 24th from 9 to 12. You can bring multiple different items to the Whiteside County Fairgrounds to have them recycled. Please look on the Morrison, Illinois Lions Club Facebook page or the City of Morrison Facebook page to see a complete list of items you can bring to recycle. So since it is Library Week, we thought we might go over the history of Odell. <gasps> so what can, you, what can you guys tell me about the history of Odell? Some people come in here asking us about it, and there's a we have a portrait of Mr. Odell himself hanging near the entryway, but like, mm-hmm. what might people not know about our wonderful building here? So in 1877, the Morrison Literary and Scientific Association was formed. The association included members of the Board of Education of Mount Pleasant Township, District Number 1, and eight members of the community. Then, in 1878, the Morrison Literary and Scientific Association has their formal opening in the third story of the bank building located at 131 East Main, owned by Mr. Albert Jackson and Leander Smith. Then, in 1879, the association had 165 members. The collection included an inventory of 500 volumes and collections of minerals, fossils, marine specimens, mound builders' implements, pottery, coins, and various relics. On November 17, 1879, James Danforth Odell placed $1,000 at the disposal of the association for the purchase of books under certain conditions. The gift was accepted, the conditions were met, and the books were purchased. Thus was laid the literary foundation of Odell Free Public Library. Later gifts continued to come in from the same generous source, amounting to about $10,000 in money and real estate. The association continued to use the rooms in the third story of the National Bank building until 1887. In 1887, Mr. Odell gives the deed for the Congregational Church at 202 East Lincoln Way to the Morrison Literary and Scientific Association. He also donates another $1,000 to pay expenses. The doors of the newly named Odell Building opens. Mr. Odell died February 14, 1889. In 1905, the Morrison Literary and Scientific Association became the Odell Public Library and had a board of nine members appointed by the mayor and supported by city taxation. Finally, in 1995, the Odell Public Library moved to its current location at 307 South Madison Street. And in December of 1996, the old library building was placed on the National Register of Historic Places. And in fact, you can still visit that building today. The Morrison Heritage Museum operates out of there. They're opening the first Sunday of this coming May. This information was provided by the Morrison Historical Society and also is available on our website. So for this tech talk segment we are going to be talking to you about some of the technology that we have available in our genealogy room 
So we actually have a microfilm machine. We have two of them. We have a, a, a relatively old one next to the genealogy room, but within the genealogy room, we have one, like a new fancy one hooked up to the actual computer and the computer monitor. So in my opinion, that one's a little easier to use, but we have microfilm of the Whiteside Sentinel dating back from January, 1865 to December, 1978. So we have basically almost a whole century's worth of newspapers that you can look through and I think it's amazing. I think it's pretty cool. Dude, yeah. that means that we could look at the hometown coverage of the Lincoln assassination. Because he was assassinated in April of 1865. Emily. This, <laughs> your face? It, you, <laughs> could she's so Christmas. excited. Dude! Oh, oh, she, I think she wants to go do that right now. Yes! Uh, oh, man. And if anybody has any other microfilm that they are looking to donate that has to do with with current Morrison history or anything I mean you're welcome to either bring it in or donate it to us yeah we are also looking to digitize from the 1979 and on to current dates however digitizing costs money unfortunately that so speaking of digitization, we recently digitized our Morrison High School yearbooks from about 1950 to present. We also have all of those yearbooks on our shelves, along with ones earlier from about 1911, 1920. Yeah. A lot of what Morrison A lot books. of. And they're really yearbooks. interesting. I love flipping through them when I have time just to see like how many things have changed. We also go through to look for our co-workers in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. And our genealogy room is full of other genealogical sources so besides the yearbooks we have all sorts of awesome books in there about the history of Whiteside County and kind of the surrounding uh, townships and things like that so the old township schools we have some information on that we also have a subscription to Ancestry which is the preeminent genealogy research database for people who are looking into their own family history it's a really awesome website there is all sorts of really awesome information on there at one point I used it and I got all the way back to my like sixth great-grandfather I probably could have gone back even farther really helpful you can find just like so much really cool information on there turns out your family is probably cooler than you think it is because there's a lot of fun stuff in history I think so I'm related to King James. Well, that's fun. Like like the bad King James. Yeah. That's cool. I'm related to all sorts uh, of cool people. Really? And I also <laughs> wanted to mention this subscription that we have for Ancestry was generously donated to us by the Malnex family. Thank you. Thank you Malnex family. So in honor of National Library Week, we brought in someone who works at a different library in Morrison, Miss Jennifer Stevenson, who works as the high school public librarian at Morrison High School. So hi, Jennifer. Thank you for Hello. being here. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So if you would like to, could you introduce yourself, even though I just did? Jennifer Stevenson, the full-time librarian at Morrison High School and Morrison Junior High, actually, and the district library media specialist for the school district. Awesome. awesome. So what kind of things do you do as a school librarian? Quite a bit of different things, actually. As the district library media specialist, I'm responsible for ordering and purchasing all the books for all four school libraries in the district. So I keep track of the budgets for that. I apply for grants for all of the school libraries as well. And as far as that, the high school and the junior high, I you know circulate the books and check out books to students and recommend them to students and kind of split my time between 
the high school and the junior high is a help for staff and for students with whatever resources they might need. Must be fun ordering all those books. Yeah, spending yeah. other people's money on books is like a dream <laughs> job. <laughs> How many books do you say you order in a, in a in a month? It depends on the month. Basically, I split the budget by doing, I do a big order right at the beginning of the school year for each of the schools, and then I kind of sort of save the rest. I might do a little orders in between. It depends on if I get funding or something, but I save the rest for more toward the end of the year when the awards lists come out and things like that so that I can buy all like the Blue Stem and Monarch and Bottle and stuff like that. So when did you start working at the school library? Uh, This is my fourth year when my, I'm from Morrison originally, but my husband is not and we we're living in Kankakee, Illinois, and he got a job as the business teacher, and so we moved back here. So this is my fourth year at Morrison. So do you have any advice for people who also want to become librarians in the future? I think it was, I was reading this question that made me laugh because I actually became a librarian sort of by accident. I was, I was actually a high school English teacher before oh. I came here for seven years, and that was my major in college. And then when my husband got the business teacher job at the high school, they were like, would you like to be the librarian? And I was like, absolutely, I would like to be the yeah. librarian. So <laughs> I actually got certified like while I was doing the job, which was kind of awesome because I got to learn by doing and while I was going through the program at ISU also. So my advice would be take opportunities. (laughs) And and, yeah, and you know, I never thought about being a librarian, but I've always loved the library, obviously, Mm -hmm. and I've been a reader for my whole life. So it was like kind of just fell in my lap and it's been awesome. So you said you went to ISU? Yes, the school librarian program at ISU is was all online and it was pretty awesome. All right. I currently go to ISU, so Mm -hmm. I did not know that. That's really cool. Would it take you long to complete that while you were still working? I think it was like two years or something. It's set up. It's 24 credits um, to get the certificate. But to get the certificate, you have to have a bachelor's or you already have to be a teacher. Oh, Um, okay. And then you can also get like the degree with a few more credits too. Cool. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Thanks. So what is your favorite part about being a librarian? Definitely helping students find books that they love. It's the best part. And at the junior high and high school, it's a little harder to get kids to read and come to the library and check out books and things. But like, for instance, I had a student at the high school check out a few books over winter break and that I had recommended to her. Like I asked her some questions about her interests and gave her a few and she brought them back and she's like, she sets one down. She's like, this one is my favorite book I've ever read. And like, Aww. that's the best part <laughs> for sure. Yeah. yeah. I miss doing that with people. Yes. <laughs> Which people oh, for sure. And I like to say mm-hmm. I have a perfect track record, knock on wood so yeah. far, that nobody's ever hated a book I recommended. So oh, that's nice. Cool. It's a good way to get to know people too. Know, get to know mm-hmm. your students. And I bet. Yep. So what are your favorite books? This is the hardest question I had. <laughs> I, I got so nervous when I was like, oh no, my favorite book. There's so many. So I wrote down a slightly smaller list than I would like to say. <laughs> but okay, for adult books, my, a couple of my favorites are This Is How You Lose the Time War by Amal El-Motar and Max Gladstone. I just got recommended that this year because I like weird books. And it's a really awesome book in, in verse and kind of cool. Uh, the House in the Surrey Sea by T.J. Klune and the Poppy War Trilogy by R.F. Quang is 
are some of my favorites. And then for YA, I like the Six of Crows duology by Lee Bardugo and The Raven Cycle by Maggie Stiefvater. So since we're on the subject of books, are you reading anything currently that you'd like to share with us? Any good books that you have on your on your bedside table or anything? Currently reading The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue by V.E. Schwab. I've been wanting to read that book. Uh, about it? halfway through, and it's really super good. So this is our final question, but do you have any advice on how to get kids to read more? Some of the teachers, and I, we, I feel like we have this discussion like every day like (laughs) any any new ideas any new ways I would say one of my biggest things is let students choose the books that they'd like to read I don't know as a school librarian I'm and there are some other school librarians who are in the same boat as me but we're I'm a big advocate of student choice as far as like independent reading goes and even kind of like class reading like letting students have a say in what they're going to read about and I'm also kind of a big advocate of getting like YA novels into the classrooms as far as like curriculum reading Mm -hmm. just because I feel like that would be a big step toward getting older Mm -hmm. students to read because there's a big fall off between like a certain age group where we you know we can't decide like if reading's not cool anymore or whatever people decide about reading and they right so I would say yeah student choice is one and you know providing them as far as the library goes I try to provide like as diverse a collection as I can with for like all types of interests and all types of students so that hopefully they can find something that they can relate to or would like or Mm -hmm. that would get them at least reading something. Mm -hmm. I feel like I don't want this to end. I feel like we're having like a really good conversation Mm -hmm. right now. (laughs) What books are you guys reading so I can write them down and read them later? As of right now, I'm not currently reading anything for fun. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we're all all college students. College, so it's, college it's, it's hard reading. to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like read seventy five pages of a I'm textbook. Not. <laughs> yeah, Emily's taking well, a break. Yeah. Emily, what I'm reading. reading all sorts of things. One of them is called The Office of Historical Correction. <gasps> on my t- on my TBR. It's Tell me it's, it's good. very good. I'm reading a lot of math books right now. One of them is called The Math Gene. And I forget who I've that's by. That. There's three books waiting in the back room for me that Krista just Processed. put into the library. Mm-hmm. Oh, The Talented Mrs. Farwell mm. by the first name is Emily, but I forget anything okay. else after that. And then Better Luck Next Time, which we just got in to the library, and I also forget who that's by. Nice. Well, I know Stephanie Meyer wrote Twilight, so yeah. I'm, I'm writing... <laughs> Are I'm you writing Twilight? I'm rereading Twilight <laughs> nice. for like the millionth time because I have to read it for a paper that I'm writing. It's okay. like a, a big research paper. And then I'm reading A, a Certain Hunger. Okay. It recently came out, I think, probably like Feb- February, I think. But it's about a cannibal. Oh, jeez. A woman okay. cannibal, which is exciting. Interesting. So, yeah. I have a very strange taste in books, I feel like, as well. So You don't have to tell me. I have Maggie Stiefbetter, the author of The Raven Cycle. She asked on Twitter for her followers to tell her the weirdest book that they love. And she compiled this whole list. And so I, like, took <gasps> a bunch of screenshots. And that's where I've been reading my, <laughs> taking my <laughs> recommendations <fun>. from. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I remember Krista one time, she's like, you like werewolves, right? And I was like, yeah. And she went, and you're obsessed with the Titanic, right? Wait, you like werewolves? Have I you love... read the, have you read the Green Creek series by T.J. Klune? <gasps> no, Green um, Creek? Add it. There's four books. Oh, okay. Ready? I have a yep. pen. <laughs> They're all werewolves. It's better than Twilight. <laughs> a lot Twilight. of things better than Twilight. <laughs> uh, objectively, yes, I can admit. Yeah, it's not the best. Yeah. So the Green Creek. Thank you. Uh-huh. I'm excited about that. 
Well, I, yeah, and I, I do like werewolves, and I, I love the Titanic, and so does so does Emily. And not and the werewolves part, for sure. Not the werewolves part. I don't I don't but think you'd like this book, so this is not a book recommendation for Emily. This but is it's the one you talked about on the one podcast. Yes, I've already I've already talked. I talk about like the same three books on this podcast because I love them so much. Twilight but is one of them. Okay, Twilight is one no, of them. No, I own Twilight. It's fine. I just, okay, good. Okay, I, good. I read Midnight Sun. I wa- and I had to rewatch all the <gasps> movies. I have I haven't read Midnight Sun yet. Is it good? That depends on what you're looking for <laughs> in Midnight Sun. Okay, cool. It's All definitely right. Edward. Oh, if that's exciting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. Well, we talked about... We talked about it. We, we talked about it on the talk. podcast we before. We did, yes. A lot of Twilight talk. So that's, um, that's why I'm nervous about that one. <laughs> yeah, but it's 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 the it's the book, Fateful. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I even got the title wrong. By See, like I don't even Claudia know what I'm talking about. Claudia Gray? By Claudia Gray, and it's mm-hmm. about a werewolf on the Titanic. And then it goes, it sinks, nice. obviously. You know, yeah. so... So then the werewolf is no longer. Uh, no, he, well, I think he lives. Oh, okay. well, you'll just have to read it, like Jennifer. Something I'd like to read. <laughs> okay. No, I was yeah that series. I'm not. I can't. How did I even get? I can't remember how I got into it, but it's easier. I read it on the ebooks because. Oh yeah. They're it, they're they're self published paperbacks. So mm-hmm. I read the ebooks and yeah, I renewed interest in werewolves. After nice. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I wrote it down, so I will I will check that out. Yeah. Do you want to give out any shout outs to other public librarians or school librarians that you know of? Oh, well, I can shout out definitely to my north side and south side librarians, Amanda Milder and newly hired Heather Bush, because they, without them, I would be losing my mind. So <laughs> running for libraries. So thank you, ladies. <laughs> thank you, ladies. Yes, thank you. Oh. All right. Well, thank you for being a guest on our podcast. We really enjoyed your time here. Thanks thank you very much me. for the book recommendation. Yes. 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 Um, invite me back in any time and let's talk about books. Yeah, for podcast. sure. <laughs> this was super fun. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime. You could be a regular guest. Yes. All right. Well, thank you, Jennifer. Thanks a thank lot. Thank you. Thank you. So for this episode's Ask a Librarian segment, we asked each individual staff member what their favorite part of working at Odell is. Well, my favorite part is patrons and staff, job flexibility, variety of the job, the new books I get to touch, observing the patrons. We have so many different types of patrons, discussing a book with them maybe, or a title. And probably my very favorite is seeing the children's eyes light up when we find the book that they're looking for. So that would be what I like best about Odell Library. Besides, it's my favorite job. I love the look people get when they talk about Odell. It's a look of love and community, and I'm honored to be a part of it. Hi, this is Katie. There is so much to love about working at Odell. Besides the amazing staff, I truly enjoy assisting patrons. I had a really hard time figuring out what I wanted to be when I grew up, and I can't think of any other job that would let me help so many kinds of people. This is Elisa. I love working at the library because there are stories everywhere. Stories made of words, stories made of pictures, stories to listen to, and stories to watch. Each Odell patron is a story too. All of our unique stories together make up our community. I like my story being a part of that. 
If you have a question for Tech Talk or Ask a Librarian, send us an email with the subject line between the stacks at ask.odell.library at gmail.com, or you can call us or leave us a voice message on Anchor. Happy National Library Week, everybody. I'm very grateful for all of my fellow librarians and this building in particular. But you and I aren't actually librarians. We don't have the degree. Technically, no one here is a librarian oh, no. because no one has the degree. We have to shut it all down. That's <laughs> it. We have to close the building. Shut it down. <laughs> uh, like, I'm getting close to my degree, but, like, yeah. Yeah. Well, but that's okay. Since it's National Library Week, can I ask you a question, Krista? Yeah. What made you want to be a librarian professionally? I mean, I know you're still in school for it, but... Since this week is all about celebrating libraries and the awesome sauceness. We want to celebrate you. We want to celebrate you, Krista. (laughs) The only one of us here who's getting a degree in library information science. So, I don't know if you guys know about this. About, I don't know if you guys know about this for me. Are you going to tell us a secret? Is that, well, Gil might know of this already. But I was originally planning on becoming a baker like a pastry chef and then my dad wanted me to bake a bunch of stuff for him and I realized that I didn't like that and so I was like tossing and turning between like what should I do should I become a mathematician like what the heck should I do Mm -hmm. you're very good at math I am and then my high school librarian Mr. Anthony Dieter who is actually the Dixon Public Library director now yeah he was like wow, you're, like, really good at this library stuff because I was his teacher's aide for the library during that time. And he mentioned that I was, like, really good at library work. And he's like, have you ever thought about going into the field of library and information science? I'm like, no, I haven't even, like, thought about that at all. But then I started to think about it, and I realized that, like, I really enjoy working with the public Mm -hmm. and helping people find information and just the evolution of libraries in general. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. And you're how far into your master's program for library science? I am almost, I've almost completed one year of my graduate program. Well, Krista, I think that's very cool, very admirable of you. And I wish you luck with your library endeavors in the future. Well, thank you. Happy National Library Week, my friend. Thank you. Happy National Library Week, Emily. (laughs) Happy National Library Week. (laughs) Woo! Well, that's it for this episode. Tune in on April 26th for the next episode. And until then, happy reading! Between the Stacks is hosted by Gillian Larson, Krista Mapes, and Emily Lenore. This episode was written by Gillian Larson and Emily Lenore with editing and audio production by Emily Lenore. Hey, I think I know her. Special thanks to our guest, Jennifer Stevenson, the entire Odell Library staff, library board, and friends of Odell. Thanks to all of our wonderful patrons who support the library, and thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Hey, it's Gillian from Between the Stacks, and I'm here to tell you about a cool feature you might want to take advantage of. Our listeners can send us voice messages on our podcast website. If you have a question for Tech Talk or Ask a Librarian, have information about something we should cover on the show, or want to send us feedback, send us a voice message at anchor.fm forward slash between the stacks, and you may hear yourself in a future episode.